I'm Joyce Maynard, and this is another episode of Telling Your Story. When I sit down to write, if I'm writing a novel, the first question I ask myself is, whose story is this? Who's telling the story? Sometimes um, the novel will be written in the first-person voice of a character, and sometimes it's in the third person, but invariably, for me, even when the story is, is written in the third person, there's one particular character through whose eyes we are experiencing what unfolds. Now, if you're writing memoir, the point of view would seem pretty obvious. You're writing from your own point of view. But even so, you can get into trouble. And I want to talk about how that happens. You need to establish not only whose point of view, mine, your own, but at what point in time are you telling this story? Are you your own self now looking back over the events that you describe? Or do you want to put yourself in the present tense as they're unfolding? Huge difference in point of view. And there are advantages and disadvantages to both point of view choices. Advantage of looking back, you have access to the entire story and you have full access to an understanding of the outcome. There's a kind of immediacy and dramatic tension in the first person, the story is unfolding before our eyes and the person for whom it is unfolding doesn't know how it's going to turn out. In my memoir, At Home in the World, I chose the present tense. And because the story carried me through a few decades of life, from my very young years through the age of, I think, 43, I was at the point where it ended, the present tense, the narrator, was looking from a, a variety of vantage points, but always as the action was taking place. I never allowed myself the option of commenting on what I would later discover, which is a common flaw in memoir. Somebody who says, you know, I met him, I fell in love with him, later I would discover that he was a criminal. Cannot do later I would discover. If you want me to fully invest myself in your point of view at the moment, and you, incidentally, when you jump point of view, when you go within often the space of a few sentences from one moment in time to another, you're violating the rules of good storytelling. You're telling me the ending without giving me the satisfaction of living through to discover it happening, playing out in not real time, but in, in book time, in story time, in, in storytelling time. Now another common error of point of view is shifting whose point of view it is. And probably it's one of the greatest mistakes, the most common mistakes, I'll say, of the writers that, whose work I read and with whom I work, that they adopt the point of view of numbers of characters. And sometimes with all the best intentions in the world, decide that it is their responsibility to explain why their mother might have done something. She was feeling depressed. She had a very hard life. 
Uh, she had lost her job. Her husband had just died. Whatever facts might exist in the lives and stories of your characters, it is important to maintain a scrupulous consistency that everything is seen through your eyes. You can offer what you think your mother might be thinking. You can offer your interpretation of what you suppose might have been going on. But always it is just that, your view, your best guess, your observations, not a leap into the point of view of a whole other character. You know, sometimes people speak of memoir as um, uh, self-involved. And people will say, well, you know, my own story isn't interesting enough. Um, I actually think everybody's story, if it's told honestly, is going to contain sufficient interest. It is such a rarity for people to tell their story honestly, that when somebody does, I'm genuinely riveted most of the time. But to me, the most presumptuous thing is, is when a writer actually goes beyond the territory that he or she knows well and presumes and puts onto another character his or her own guess at what they might have been thinking or doing or feeling. That's point of view. Probably one of my best lessons in point of view came to me some years back when I created for myself an interesting assignment for a magazine that no longer exists. It was a magazine called More Magazine. Really, really good magazine. Um, and I wrote for it a lot back in the day. I have a sister who's also a writer and a wonderful writer. But like so many sisters, we have had a problematic relationship. And she'd be the first one to agree that that was the case. And during the period in question, she and I had been pretty much out of communication with each other. We'd had a very painful falling out right around the time of our mother's death when I was 35 and she was 39, many years ago. And we had really not communicated much since then. But it occurred to me one day that it would be a very interesting two-part article for this magazine that I was writing for if each of us wrote a story about what it was to be the sister of the other. We were given the ground rules not to communicate with each other about our articles, and as it happened, that was very easy to fulfill, very easy commitment to fulfill, because we really weren't speaking to each other. We had sort of mutually decided to take a break from our sister relationship, our problematic sister relationship. But each of us wrote a story, and though we did not consult each other, each of us ended up writing about the very same event, which was the death of our mother. We were both present over the course of those months. Our mother died of a brain tumor at the age of 67. But we saw it, we saw those events from radically different points of view. We came from the same family, we had the same mother, but as is so often the case, and I'm sure those of you listening who have a sister or a brother know well how this can happen that the same family produces radically different children and children will have radically different stories about that same household and see events differently. 
because they're, they're colored by who we are and what we've lived through. So I really, I don't believe I had even seen my sister's essay until I read it in the magazine. And I know she hadn't seen mine. And I will say that the most extraordinary thing happened. We read each other's stories and we reconnected. We found our way back to each other because I understood her point of view. And she did not, she, a very fine writer, understood well the rules of point of view. She did not put on the character of her younger sister, me, her own guesses as to what was going on in my head. She confined her observations to what she had experienced, what she had seen. And though I was part of what she had experienced and seen, she kept her storytelling to how it looked and felt through her eyes. How the events that unfolded were viewed by her. And when you have point of view down, you will become a far more trustworthy narrator. Because I'm not going to really fully believe you if you tell me what your, what your ex-husband was thinking or what your children were thinking or what your grandmother saw when your grandfather came home from World War II before you were even born. If you tell that story as you learned it, when your grandmother told you the story, then I'll trust you because you were there and it was heard through your ears and seen through your eyes. And that's point of view. Joyce Maynard's podcast, Telling Your Story, can be found at JoyceMaynard.com. You'll find a new episode exploring different aspects of the art and craft of writing memoir every week. For more in-depth discussion of the writing process, check out Joyce's classes at CreativeLive.com. Or better yet, join her at one of her in-person workshops. Details on this and much more at JoyceMaynard.com.